Music for the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by Comptroller. Visit them online at cmptrllr.co.uk or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash comptroller. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode number 16. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Joe McDonald. And I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, iTunes, and social uh, networks, even though we we got done playing the social network game. Google Plus, by the way, Google I think Plus. now officially has, we have more, we've been circled more times on Google Plus than we have likes on Facebook, paying no attention to Google Plus whatsoever. Because um, Google Plus sucks. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, nobody's Plus. using it, but people are following us on there. So G Plus, we heart you. Nobody's using it except for people who listen to us. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Everybody was like, "Oh, Google Plus, they're gonna take over fucking the world," and it's like, no. Yeah, nobody really uses it. Only right. the super hardcore nerdy, and I would can. I would consider myself among them, and I don't even really use it that much. I'm telling you, about once Facebook swaps, swaps that timeline for everybody, I'm jumping ship to Google+. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I got it. Hold on a second. I just got an emergency text from Jen, <laughs> who is uh, shopping right now, and she has confirmed for me that they have Justin Verlander's cereal. So, uh, Oh, is it out? She is picking that up for me. Yes, it is. It's only oh. apparently at Meyer locations, but um, they're all over the place, including... I don't know who that store. is. Justin, <laughs> Justin Verlander, sir. Perhaps you should Google him. Uh, it's probably some kind of Detroit crap that I don't want to know about. Yeah, it's, he's got like some sort of frosted flaky type cereal going out. And uh, yeah. Much like Peyton Manning will have a new cereal in Denver here in just a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm hoping he'll have, I know we don't talk about sports at all, but I'm hoping Peyton Manning has a new cereal in Kansas City. <laughs> sports, uh, we'll allow sports talk momentarily by segueing it this way. I just got MLB 12, the show for PlayStation 3. It's awesome. Video games, Cinema Geekly. Let's talk about the box office. Um, so there, we segued it nicely. Sports are allowed for... Well, we're going to have to go back to that game then, because I'm, I'm looking for a good uh, baseball game. And I oh, have... yeah, we can dog video games a little bit at the end, because I've been playing it more. I've been playing them more often than uh, than normal, so... Um, top of the box office, the Lorax. Finally, there is a movie that actually got a a big, a big number at the box office, seventy point two million. Yeah. It's been a while since anything made any kind of money. It's been months. This is a a good sign that uh, we are finally approaching the time of the big uh, grand scale barbecue ash bashing films. Those are just around the corner, sir. I would like to point out that we were actually correct uh, the last time we did a full podcast with our uh, box office predictions. We were. I don't even remember what we called. 
Uh, I think we put Ghost Rider maybe top five, but I think we topped it out with Active Valor and uh, Safe House. Yeah, Active Valor did, uh, and Active Valor is holding on at third place behind Project X, which was in second place, 21.1. Active Valor, 13.6. Uh, Safe House, 7.4. Uh, Tyler Perry's latest joint, $7 million. Um, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. None of the movies in the in the top ten, with the exception of Wanderlust, way down at the bottom, uh, critics apparently hate everything that's in theaters right now. Uh, <laughs> the Lorax is the only thing that has, uh, I would say, mix. It's got 57%. So uh, mixed critical reception or whatever. But uh, Jesus. yeah, it's a eh, well, I mean, we're still in those early months of the year where there's a studios are still trying to get their stuff out. Obviously, the Lorax was going to get a lot because it's Dr. Seuss and it's the first big animated movie of the year. But I'm. I'm sure we're going to be getting better animated flicks before the before the year's out. So um, let me let me run through the what what little bits of news we have real quick before we start um, talking about some of the other topics of conversation that were brought up via the the Facebook chatting that we had earlier. Um, there is a a new Mission Impossible movie. I, I did not see the last one, so I don't know if they left it open for a fifth film. But there's a fifth film coming, irregardless. I'm guessing it has something to do with the fact that Ghost Protocol made like $680 million worldwide. Uh, I'm guessing it helped a little bit in their decision to do a fifth one. Um, yeah. Thoughts, feelings, approved? Uh, I didn't I didn't go see Ghost Protocol, but I heard it was amazing. Same. Um, so it doesn't surprise me at all. I, I really want to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, probably wait for DVD at this point, but... Yeah, I mean, good. I, I enjoy that series, so... Tom Cruise is contracted for it, so he'll be back for sure. Make him uh, until Tom Cruise gets too old, and then find somebody else that can make him. That's the case they should have stopped ten years ago, then. Oh my god, yes. Shia LaBeouf, absolutely. He will replace every big name. Uh, pretty soon there will be Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, and the... Uh, isn't he also... Didn't we also cast him in our, uh, our remake of Star Wars, Aaron? I think we did. See, Luke, or was he... I think he was Luke. I believe we had Channing Tatum as Han Solo. Yeah, I think that was correct. <laughs> um, speaking of something I am looking forward to, uh, Chronicle is going to get a sequel. Oh, yeah. Uh, this can uh, confirmed. They were, uh, I guess, probably because the the first film, I think its budget was, what, $10 million? Maybe a little bit more than 10 Which is an awful lot for a movie full of special effects. Um Apparently it, it it's just about to cross a hundred million worldwide, and according five, is it okay? Yeah. Um, so they're going to move forward with the the sequel, and apparently according to Deadline, Max Landis, the guy who wrote it, has been rehired to work on the uh, the second uh, the second film. Did any of you guys get to see the first? Uh, I have not. It's still killing me that I haven't seen it. I know, right? Um, again, What's it's one of those movies that I heard was really good. It's uh, just a matter of. Time and money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we need, uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, is some of those uh, passes to just go and review flicks and whatnot at uh, at our leisure to get some some good. Uh, if it if it helps, we will go see these movies if we promise good reviews. Right? Is that how yeah. you is that how you get into the uh, the pressers and whatnot? I hope you're listening, Adam Sandler. I'm willing to suck it up for some free movies. You son of a. Suck bitch. with the teeth of the. Uh... 
of the uh, movie studios. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Shia LaBeouf just that exact little snippet of conversation we just had. That's my boy. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> best film you've done in years. Yeah. Um, can I get some tickets? Oh, Shia yes. LaBeouf, Jesus. <laughs> um, let's uh. Before I before I mention this Avengers related note, let's get some impressions real quick. It it was a it was a while ago, but it was a a great trailer that they released the 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 second full length trailer that was put out. Uh, just some impressions from you guys. I just sat there with my jaw dropped the whole time. Sploosh. Yeah, that's what it was. Internet sploosh. What? Well, I'm sorry, I completely zoned out there. I was distracted by a, a five-year-old. What was? Uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, the Avenger, the second full-length trailer. I just wanted to get some. Imp- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It, it was, wow. <laughs> it really blew my hair back quite enough. There's a lot of stuff in there. It was almost, I want to say, all new footage virtually. Yes. Uh, with the exception of the uh, the the scene where they pan around everybody, but they included that bit where they had a. Uh, Hulk roaring in there too, right before. Well, it, it, yeah, it, it, with him roaring like the what was it was Iron Man coming in and all that. Yeah, it's that trailer. Like I've probably watched it uh, over a hundred times so far, and I, I can't get enough of it. I am so friggin' excited for this damn movie. I mean, I've even watched the German trailer where there's like an extra twelve seconds of footage. I mean, I can't understand it a fucking word they're saying, but it's like there's like a new scene in there where. Uh, where Tony Stark is trying, he's he he honestly has like a mini cattle prod in his hand, and he's poking uh, Banner to try to get him to turn into the Hulk because he wants to see it, and Captain America has to yell at him <laughs> to stop fucking with him. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to that scene. There's, yeah, I mean, it's just every once in a while, there is a like a trailer that comes out and it just smacks you right in the face. I, I felt this way about the. When they came out with a second full-length trailer for Star Trek, it was just there's some of them that are just made so damn well that, you know, even if you've already got your mind made up to see the movie, a trailer like that makes you be like, all right, well, I want, I, I need to go see it opening night now. Yeah. Like, this isn't like a, I'm gonna go see it no matter what. That sort of made it like I need to get there and see it before anybody else does. It was just really well done. Um, I, I like you, sir, watched it many times over and over again. It was just well done. Awesome music. Uh, the way it was all cut together, it was just fantastic. That uh, scene where uh, Hulk is catching Iron Man falling from the sky. Oh, my God, I know. That was awesome. It was yeah. just... Um, Josh Whedon, in an interview with a Digital Spy, was talking about the second Avengers movie. I don't know, you guys. I think he's getting ahead of himself a little bit here. Are we are we sure there's going to be a second Avengers movie? Well, they're con- they're contracted to do, like, nine of these fuckers, so he better start cranking it out. <laughs> I'm pretty... Well, yeah, I- I read the same snippet the other day, and I, I'm I'm excited as hell for it. I mean, you know that from what what we've seen in the trailer. I mean, you know, seen pictures, uh, news articles, Entertainment Weekly. I mean, you know, the Marvel's releasing a companion guide to go with it that kind of gives uh, some spoilers. I mean, to the movie. I mean, everything I've seen about what Joss Whedon has done, like I'm floored. I mean, I, uh, I'd say keep directing him until he dies. I is, mean, no, is do we know if Joss is is he slated to direct? future installments or is it just I, I the actors? I don't think he's officially signed yet. It's all the actors, but I mean, if this one ends up, you know, going heavy, as long as he doesn't go the, the Favreau route and ask for a raise, I mean, Marvel should keep him on. Well, I mean, reading... The beautiful thing about comic book movies, uh, Batman, you know, I'm not even going to go into all the, the deluge of them. Right. As long as the script is decent, you can hire a monkey to direct it. 
I, I will argue Brett Ratner has, and Schumacher, they can both rot in hell. <laughs> well, I mean, Brett Ratner was wanting to get out, but I mean, even then, <clears throat> the script for that movie, that was what, X-Men 3? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the script for that was asinine, so, yeah. um, you know... Uh, you can't always just go blame it on, on, on the director. Um, right, right. I mean, you can't, uh, poli- you can't polish a turd. True, um, but I mean, you know, but, but, but there was, just from seeing deleted scenes all, I mean, there were better ways to cut that movie to make it a oh, little yeah. more presentable. And, you know, he, he ultimately had the final, you know. And, you know, and it depends on how heavy the involvement of the director is, obviously. There's some people who just show up, like Kevin Smith and Cop Out. He just showed up and said, right. you know, <laughs> action, cut. And then there's, like, George Lucas, who didn't just direct the Star Wars movies. He had, like, hands, he had his hands into everything. You know, so I mean, it's you know, some directors are a little more hands-on than others. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to get at here is based on this this thing that he's saying. It sounds so great. It's like the thing that you definitely want to see uh, from from a sequel. He's talking about making a sequel smaller, not bigger. Right. Uh, saying that uh, by smaller he means more personal. Uh, that it's it's more character-driven, not just a rehash of what seemed to work the first time. Um. Dude, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Oh, no, 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 I know. And what sounds good to, and that sounds so good, but usually the studios are like, no, what worked the first time? We need more of that, and we need it bigger. We saw Iron Man flying from a huge alien ship thing. Next time, the ship has to be three times larger, and 50 <laughs> more explosions in that scene. Well, the way, the, the way the I problem, think they're going with it. The problem like, that I, they're going to pigeonhole, that I could see pigeonholing themselves into on this movie, is you have six of the earth's mightiest heroes mm-hmm. who challenges that you know right oh, i, I could i can give you at least 30 names right now <laughs> well aaron aaron can dig deep but the fortunate thing is that they're not going the christopher nolan route with this and making it something that's based in reality because come on let's face it um <clears throat> it would be impossible to do but uh, you know, so in that aspect, they could pluck any of the heavy hitter villains out of uh, the Marvel universe. Right. Uh, so that's good. And I mean, how they can screw these movies up is so beyond me. I mean, they've got years of comic books that they can pull stories from mm-hmm. you know, and just and just uh, adapt them for screen. Um, you pick four or five of the best, you know, most popular books of all time or series of all time as far as within the Avengers universe and you just make them into movies. Who gives a shit? Right. All I care about is that it's halfway decent and I get to see Hulk beat shit up. That's really honest to God. All I care about <laughs> as a big Hulk fan. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like the big selling point for uh, me. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'd be as excited as honestly, I wouldn't be as excited to see this movie if Hulk wasn't a part of the Avengers. Wasn't part. Yeah. The, um, I think that's the thing that's going to, this movie's going to do so freaking well at the box office is because you've you may you you i'm sure there are people out there that like captain america but they don't really care about iron man but they'll go see it because captain america's in it right you may be drawing in fans from like all those different franchises that may not care about the other ones but because this one guy is in it um i i don't even we should we need to definitely do like a a prediction on like how much we think it's going to make opening weekend but it's going to be massive i'm thinking either way so, <clears throat> oh. I'm on a limb right now and say that it is uh, this. It'll be the second highest grossing weekend ever. 
I don't know. What is it right now? The Dark Knight is number one. Dark. What did the Dark What did the Dark Knight pull in their first night? You guys know? Like a Googleplex of dollars on the first night. I'm not. I'm not positive. We'd have. That's to. something I'd have to look up. But I think it's either it. it it's got a shot at beating the Dark Knight, but um, I just I don't see how it's going to. They don't have. If somebody dies, one of the main characters just dies in real life, then yeah, it, it'll beat <laughs> it'll beat the Dark Knight. But uh, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you know, well, I, yeah. I think I think it beats it. Um, let me take a look here. That's its first night. It was open for the Dark Knight was Friday, July the eighteenth, two thousand eight. And its first night was sixty-seven point one million. Okay, now what has the highest Iron Man ever done? Because let's face it, he's the most popular thus far out of all of those, all of the characters that are in. And uh, its weekend, by the way, was one hundred and fifty-eight point four million. Um, let me take. And that's a... number one, huh? Is that the highest grossing of all time? I think for a weekend opening, yeah, I think so. Could have swore it did more than that. Um, Iron Man's first day, it did 3.5 million, but it opened on a Thursday. Yeah, that um, shit don't count. Its opening, uh, its opening yeah. weekend was 98.6 million for Iron Man. Hmm. Uh, I, I, th- I, I, I think it, it'll take one of the two. It'll, it'll either take top opening night or it'll take weekend. I don't know if it'll do. You know what I mean? If, if it can slay both like that, because that's some monster numbers, man. Um, the, uh, I don't think it's going to beat, uh, I, I think it'll fall into second place as far as the all time for weekend. Iron Man's first real day, by the way, was, was a Friday, about 35.2 million. Um, this, I don't I wonder how the, uh, the second movie did. Cause I'm um, after the first, I would assume the second one would have done better. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did first day, 51.2 million. It's weekend was, uh, 128.1 million. So okay, so yeah, it does have a shot at beating. I think it may yeah. have a chance. I mean, just with Iron Man, obviously uh, Thor and Captain America did really well for themselves, but not those numbers. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking just kind of based on all that alone, I think it's got a it's got a shot at least until Dark Knight Rises come out, and then you're gonna have uh, another battle. Dark Knight Rises doesn't beat it because you know what. <clears throat> like Joe just said, I mean Heath Ledger dying that really helped pull in like you know. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like if the guy hadn't died, do you really? I, I I'm torn on if people would be sucking his dick so much about how great he was as the Joker. No, no. See, I I disagree with that. I thought he was awesome as the Joker. Um, what I don't what I don't think would have happened is it wouldn't have made quite as much money. I mean because you had a lot of curiosity factor going into that. I don't think it. I think it would have probably still beat Iron Man 2's box office for that weekend number, but not by not by such a significant chunk. Right. Um, oh, I should uh, mention for the record, uh, Dark Knight was number two all-time opening weekend. It was uh, supplanted last year by Deathly Hallows Part Two with a uh, hundred and sixty-nine million one hundred. Shit. So. It's gotta. It's gotta do at least a hundred seventy million opening weekend. I don't see that happening. I can only see it so many times, so other people got to go out and check this fucker out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just don't see that. I do, now that we know that number, I don't see it taking the number. Yeah. Uh, there's just uh, it'll come close. So it'll it'll challenge Dark Knight for sure. For the bottom line is, it's gonna make a buttload of money. And I think know. either way, like analyzing it, it's gonna make enough to make more than 
more than its fair share of sequels, probably right. to the point where we wish that they'd never made the movies in the first place. Right. Bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, Aaron, man, what have you been checking out lately? You've been seeing anything new? Uh, a lot of Netflix stuff. I mean, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, a shitload of Netflix. I watched a movie the other day. Uh, it's a British uh, kind of horror, like a uh, zombie comedy. It's called Doghouse. Have you guys heard of this movie? I have passed through it in my Netflix skimming. Watch it. You need to check it out. It uh, it's kind of like uh, I, I hate to make this comparison because I love both these movies so much, but this movie was great. It's kind of like Attack the Block. Mm. Hangover 1 and Shaun of the Dead, like elements of all three of those movies kind of just like slap together. That sounds like an excellent combination of films. Yeah. Uh, a, a group of guys, uh, one of their buddies is getting divorced, so they all take them like, on a weekend getaway to this town that's just supposed to be like, you know, full of women and, you know, it's remote. It's in the middle of nowhere, like in northern, Eng- you know, northern England and all that. And when they get there, I mean, you know, ghost town, you know, uh, zombies, you know. Action, comedy, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it, it's honestly, it's such a good movie. You guys really need to check it out. It is phenomenal. A Netflix pick early in the show. And what's yeah. it called? Dog, Dog, Dog House. Dog yeah. House. And it's, you, uh, uh, like the, the, the two biggest stars in it. I forgot what the, God, what the hell is that guy's name. Oh, uh, Noel Clark. He played uh, mm, yeah. Mickey from Doctor Who. He's in the new Star Trek movie. Uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Boardwalk Empire? The little guy. Mm, haven't seen enough of Boardwalk to, to remember. Steven, fucker. Steven, no, Steven Graham. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. I don't think you forget that. The, um, and you're going to be checking out uh, John Carter, you said, sir. Well, well, well that's the thing also, is that uh, I really want to see John Carter. I mean, you know, I'm interested in the story. Uh, you know, and the movie looks really good. Plus, uh, you know, the Avengers trailer will be in 3D with that. So that alone is enough to make you go see it. However... Uh, I'm torn because Silent House also. I mean, they're both at the same time. The you know the, the theater I like going to, so I might actually switch and go see Silent House because I never got to see the uh, the original. So I'm really curious to check out this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm hoping to go see John Carter, and then I hope you watch it and it's good, and then you persuade me to to see it because I'm not sold on it. So yeah, yeah I'm, and I'm that's the thing like, John so, Carter. I, I think it, I think it'll end up being Silent House tomorrow, and then uh, you know we'll go from there. Oh, excellent! Plus, I mean, it's like two hours and twenty minutes. I mean, if it sucks, that's a lot of time to just sit there hating yourself. Yeah, I, I haven't watched anything. I was just gonna say I haven't watched anything new, but that's bullshit. I watched like I just did like four or five reviews. It just it's been a while since uh, I did, and I completely forgot that I've watched them. I caught um, In Time. I finally got around to watching that with Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. uh, the uh, the time is money uh, socialist future. Dude, I dug that movie. <laughs> I liked it too. It was good. You know, the only thing I didn't like about it is that, and apparently it's on the DVD as an extra, mm-hmm. is like a little bit of the background of how they how the world got to that point of you know. Oh yeah, because it kind of just jumps in. To yeah. It. But there is one scene in there that I popped really hard for. Um, I don't want to give it away, but it's. It's the scene where he's like arm wrestling with the guy for time, like the the big bad guy in it. Yes, yeah, that shit was dope. Um, it is a Justin Timberlake is every movie he does gives him more street cred with me. He I'm liking him like the more I see him. Dude, Justin so. Timberlake, I don't care what anybody says. I got Justin Timberlake MP3s. I got I like those. <laughs> I like movies. I'm a big fan of that kid, man. He's a he's a smooth smooth pimp. Dick in a box. 
Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I mean, his comedic timing's awesome. As an actor, he's really good. I mean, uh, you know, his comedic timing, if you've seen him on Saturday Night Live at all, he's, his comedic timing is impeccable. Yeah, he's really good at what he does. I mean, to so, be fair, though, Saturday Night Live has never been good. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> well, people would argue that, sir, that many <laughs> years ago it was very good. Eat shit, Lauren Michaels. Uh, <laughs> I, I caught uh, Scorsese's Hugo. I finally got around to seeing that. I don't know how I feel about that. At the end of the day, I gave it three geeky glasses, but boy, oh boy, there was times where I just wanted to shut that film off. I was there were times where I was not entertained. There were times where I was not entertained by this movie, and then there were times where I really liked it. It was it was very uh, touch and go with that film. It it was okay. I would recommend a rental of this film. I'm not. Uh, if you were like a Scorsese traditionalist, stay far away from this movie. There are no gangsters, there are no guns, nobody dies, there's no swear words. Um, it is literally a family movie. As it Speaking appears. of Scorsese, the 40th anniversary of The Godfather. Mmm. It is a... God, that trilogy is something I... I I'm not, I've never been a big fan of, of like gangster movies, ever. And I finally was worn down to watch it by my younger brother, who is a big fan. And... Really pissed that I'd not watched those movies earlier. Even, <laughs> even, even the Godfather Part Three. Yeah, the Godfather Part Three sucks. Um, I even enjoyed that in the context of the three movies, but um, those are some great films. Part Two is my favorite, but uh, man, those were really, really, really good movies. And that's from somebody who pretty much hates the whole gangster subculture genre thingy of, of film um yeah, and even though uh, even though you know martin scorsese didn't direct the godfather i i'm remiss to every time his name is brought up i think of that movie just because they're him and uh francis ford coppola are so intertwined with robert de niro and you know gangster movies that yes uh, yeah. just kind of go hand in hand with one another but, uh, a complete 180 from that i also caught uh puss in boots and uh, tintin too puss in boots i i liked and tintin i really liked uh, we we just got Holy on, on Blu-ray. My kids have watched it like a hundred times since we got it on Blu-ray. It's I I actually liked it. It was really good. Mm, agreed. Yeah, ten, uh, Puss in Boots nominated for an Oscar <laughs> did not win. That was Rango, I believe. I didn't even uh, believe it or not. Since we didn't do any of the podcasts for a couple of weeks, I didn't even bother watching anything for the Oscars. And that's the only thing I remember from the results. I have no idea who won <laughs> anything else. Yeah, I I know that uh, uh, silent movie won Best Picture and <laughs> silent movie. You know, would that be the uh, movie that the Wayans brothers did parroting the silent movie? Uh, yeah, you know, it, just to talk about that for a second, um, how do you get an Oscar for a movie with like no talking in it? I mean, I just uh, what I was more dazzled by is that I think it was nominated for a screenplay or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, somebody got nominated for putting like words on a board and putting that on the screen. I mean, I go hours at a time without saying a word, and I don't get any awards for it. Hell's no. Maybe the next podcast we should be silent, see if we get nominated for any like podcast just play awards. Old time. We'll just play old timey, old timey music, yeah. and then we'll narrate it in a live chat. Right? Yeah, you got to have that that stock villain music from the Bodvillian days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mustache twirling episode of Cinema Geekly podcast. Oh, I am going to be picking up the Immortals tomorrow, so I'll be getting a review to that uh, bad way out here in the next couple of days. Oh, excellent. I have it sitting around and have not watched. I, I got literally a 
a ton of Blu-rays, and I've just not gotten around to watching all of them. I had to; it took me forever, but finally completed all of my Avengers movie Blu-ray set. So I've got all of those to literally watch all back to back before I go see the Avengers. It was on my I've list. Done it five of- times. Let me know if you want to list Easter eggs. I'll hook you up. <laughs> when does Avengers come out? Does that come out next month? May 4th for the Avengers. Um, I literally just got done foraging through the Lord of the Rings extended Blu-ray set. I thought they were long with the theatrical. that take you about a week and a half to do? Uh, Return of the King was four and a half hours. Just the, oh. flick. Just the flick. It is a, uh, literally, it is a uh, an epic grand scale ass bashing effects thing. Five is, back is, to- is it worth the time to sit there and do that? I love those movies, so for me, yes. For me, it doesn't feel like four and a half hours. For Kevin Smith, it may be torture. Everything walks, <laughs> including the trees. But um, no, man, I uh, I love those movies. And the uh, the only reason I got the extended edition instead of the theatrical edition is apparently they did not take their time in uh, putting out proper uh, Blu-ray. Um, I guess uh, when it comes to like video quality and stuff, they kind of lacked in theatrical cuts, and they put more time into uh, getting everything crisp and clean for the extended edition. So that's what I ended up getting. Uh, Peter Jackson's always said that the theatrical cuts are the director's cuts. He's like, everything I took out is stuff I took out for a reason, and it wasn't like I was forced to. It was just stuff I didn't think would play well theatrically or whatever, so it was taken out. Um, but the extended editions are still good. You just... If you have a hard time sitting through the theatrical ones, don't waste your time on the extended. Because each movie is at least three and a half hours uh, extended out. So, wow. Um, yeah. They are, uh, it's a challenge if you're not a giant fan, but a giant fan I am. Um, so, Joe, did you actually see Goon? Or are I you did, just telling I did. No, I did. Um, I, down- I saw that trailer for it a while ago and uh, thought it looked funny. Uh, William Scott, correct? Yeah, who's who always makes who always makes me laugh. Stifler. And, uh, yeah, and then Jay, uh, what's that kid's name? Jay Burchell. Barishell, yeah. Burchell. Um he's in it as well. It turned out to be a really good movie. I was pleasantly surprised with just how good it was. Um, it's really funny, but the story itself is is uh, kind of touching, heartwarming, blah, blah, blah. I, I highly recommend going out of your way to see that movie. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to – I've heard this story a few times already, and this is like the 80th time we've name-dropped Kevin Smith in this podcast, but his last movie is a hockey movie, and it's based off this Warren Fun song, and it's – apparently he had Sean William Scott – in mind for the lead and then he left to do this movie and based i've only seen the trailers but based on what i've heard from the trailer and based from what i've heard from this the song and from what kevin said he's doing about this movie they sound really really similar like sean william scott plays a guy who loves playing hockey um, but is no good at anything other than just being a goon aka the guys that just go out there and check dudes or start fights or, or things like that, and eventually at some point he scores a goal or something and is lorded over for for doing for doing that. But uh, is that kind of like the general gist of like his character in that movie? Because they sound really similar to me. 
No, this is actually uh, like I don't know if you guys do this, but whenever I I watch a movie that I kind of don't know anything about, um, I always go to Wikipedia to kind of get the production notes on it and right a little bit of the backstory. Apparently, this movie's based off of a, a book that was written probably ten years ago, and um, okay. it's it's about a a, a real person um, and his uh, I guess minor league hockey exploits. Uh, the thing about this one is that Sean William Scott's character has no hockey skills at all. Like he barely knows how to ice skate when he starts. But he, oh, okay, okay. He he's a bouncer at a bar, and the way he gets discovered is he and his buddy, he and uh, Jay. How do you say his last name? Baruchel. Baruchel. They they go to a hockey game, and uh, Jay Baruchel does like a cable access hockey show, which is hilarious in the movie, in the movie. You got to see these hockey shows that he does. Okay. Uh, he pretty much sits there and cusses everybody out. It's, uh, uh, you know, real smart, marky hockey fan kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they're sitting at a hockey game and Baruchel is heckling one of the, uh, opposing teams players. And, uh, the, the player gets thrown in the penalty box. He hops the penalty box to go after Jay and uh, Sean William Scott steps in and just beats the shit out of this guy. And so the coach gets a hold of him and he's like, Hey, I want you to come play hockey for us. You know? <laughs> and, um, he's like, I don't care. You know, your whole job is just to, you know, protect our team and, and, you know, beat up, you know, be a goon. Right. And uh, he ends up taking it real seriously because it's, you know, the only thing I'm good at kind of thing. And, uh, I think I think in the story both of his parents are doctors and his brother's a doctor and uh, you know his brother's real supportive of him but his parents are like what are you doing you know this is ridiculous and he's like well I was just a bouncer and I found out you know I'm I'm a part of a team I'm part of something now and I'm good at this and I I, I don't want to get too much more involved in the story but um, it's really good and I, I highly recommend checking it out I'm surprised that it went straight to DVD. Um, because it could have made, I don't know what the budget was, but I got to imagine that it could have made a little money at the theaters. I mean, right. I was prepared to go see it at the theaters, and then I saw that they were giving it a uh, direct-to-DVD release. Um, so, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, if you like hockey and you like to laugh, I mean, it's it's in the vein of, uh, oh, what's the hockey movie with uh, Paul Newman? Slapshot. Slapshot. Yeah, it's it's in that vein. Um, it's really good. Makes you laugh. You know, it's it's like I said, I, I recommend it. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, I thought I really thought it was. Uh, it sounded the. I don't know. Maybe it was the trailers kind of made it look that way, but um, no, I guess not because apparently the movie Kevin Smith is making too is also the. I thought the song is supposed to be about a real person as well, but. Uh, it very, I mean, this is the first I'm hearing about a Kevin Smith hockey movie because I don't really pay too much attention to Kevin Smith anymore. Right. But, uh, no, it's his, uh, that's his, his last flick that he's doing is uh, this uh, hockey movie, and it was pretty much the plot I described. Is that his last movie ever? Uh, as far as he's concerned. Really? That's what he said. He said he's uh, done doing that and then just uh, sticking to the stuff that's making him money right now, which is doing the – you know, podcast stuff and the Q and A stuff. He's doing like fine by that for right now. So, um, well, as far as I'm concerned, he quit making movies after James Allen Bob Strike Back. So, <laughs> um, I'll di- I'm not, I'm, I'll disagree with you. I like Clerks too. So, oh yeah, that came out after. Okay, so Clerks. Uh, 
So you're like, the after clerks. And I would agree with you after that, really. They'd, nothing sort of seemed like a Kevin Smith movie after that. Everything kind of seemed like attempts from him to kind of um, break through his uh, his glass ceiling or whatever it is of only his movies only making so much money. He tried the, the Seth Rogen way. He tried the action movie way with Bruce Willis. And none of those ways worked. Oh, wait. So. Did he direct Zack and Mary? He did do Zack and Mary, which I liked. Yeah, okay, so... But it, but it, out that, of service. Yeah, I, I don't really think that one was his fault, though. The way that they, they didn't even really market that movie at all just because it had porno in the title. Oh, right, right, right. They wouldn't let them. Right, right. They wouldn't let them... Yeah, they wouldn't let them market <clears throat> anything from that. Um, yeah. Well, uh, before we talk, like, Blu-ray releases and stuff for next week, video game talk. I've been playing lots of it lately. I don't know about you, Aaron. I, I rarely see you on the uh, the PS3, but oh no, I'm always plugged into Modern Warfare, man. That's after, just what I've been doing lately. After I after I've worn out my copy of WWE 12, making and I did the review of that as well. But after I ran through that, it's been lately. It's been playing a lot of LA Noir, which is really good. If oh, uh, people have not played, Noir. just push the square button to make a decision. New show on TNT. Oh, what was that, Joe? Uh, speaking of L.A. Noir, uh, have you guys heard about Frank Darabont's new project for TNT called L.A. Noir? Yeah, I, I have, have a not. pretty big spoiler uh, from The Walking Dead that ties into that. I didn't want to give away too much, but no, no. Uh, spoiler alert! It, spoiler alert! Spoiler! Yeah, if you guys don't want to know anything about about the L.A. Noir show or The Walking Dead, I mean, just turn it off for the next minute or two. Uh, I mean, how censored do you guys want me to keep this for you? Oh no, I don't. I don't care. What you talking okay. about? Well, uh, on the next episode of Walking Dead is when Shane finally gets it, mm-hmm. and uh, he is actually tapped to star in the L.A. Noir show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, which will be awesome, because that guy is like, great. I think he's the breakout star of oh, yeah. The Walking Dead. He's great. That's, that's why they've kept him on for so long. I mean, he died, like, you know, like, well, like, pretty quickly at the end of the, in the comic book. Yeah, I'm glad they kept around. The guy is great in yeah, agreed. the TV show. Speaking of The Walking Dead, I guess since we're, we jumped onto that for a minute, um, I finally got caught up with everything um, from last, I guess, last half, half, first half of this season. And um, Well, now you're a little ahead. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so I kind of, I knew that was coming when I read that about, uh, about that specific character. Um, but uh, The Walking Dead, uh, I don't, I don't know what to make of this season. It's like they, uh. It's I, I don't know. It's like I want to say it's good because it is, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as the first season. Right. Uh, it's more more talking and less action and like. Right, because they've been stuck on they've been stuck on the farm for so long. Yeah. Well, and also the first yeah. season it was only six episodes. So, I mean, you know, they kind of had to put it in enough filler to stretch this bitch out to thirteen. Yes. But I mean, like everything, like you know, once they actually get to where they're going, you know, if they get to the prison, like you know, leading into next season, I mean, mm-hmm. it is just going to be nonstop murder and blood for you know however long they stay around there with uh, with that group of people. Yeah, I mean, because look, I, I like the farm, I like some of the characters that were introduced to everybody there, but it, it just feels like, uh, you know, I, like logically speaking, it totally makes sense for them to stay there as long as they've stayed there because it's safe. But for, like, the viewing public, we're just like, well, come on. It, it, it won't be that safe for very much longer. No, no. And um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's just, um, I think that's maybe part of what's been bugging Joe. It just seems like it's been sitting in that one place for so long. And it, it it's like there's the one action scene per episode, and that's kind of it. 
And right. following the first season, which it seemed like every episode, it was just nonstop danger and violence. Um, I'm I'm all caught up on all of my AMC shows, or at least the ones that I started watching. Hell on Wheels, I've still yet to watch an episode of. But um, everything else, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, uh, and Walking Dead, I'm all caught up on all of that stuff and eagerly awaiting the return of two of those shows. So uh, I don't think Breaking Bad's starting until... Is that starting later this year for Breaking I think, Bad? I think it uh, is, yeah. I, uh, I don't watch Breaking Bad, despite my mom's pleas that it's an awesome show. I just it is. don't have time. I just it's don't awesome. want to devote, you know. Um, yeah, so the... Uh, I don't know, Aaron. I, I was getting by your uh, your uh, the the impression from your remark about the uh, the button pushing that you're not necessarily as high on Ellie Noir as I am. Uh, you know, it, it was a good game, but after a while, I mean, you know, you, you put like a day or two into it, and you just kind of there's not really a whole lot of action to do. I mean, it, it's a lot of decision making. You know, if you like really kind of story driven games, I mean, that's awesome. But I mean, I guess I'm more geared towards like you know. The, the the superhero you know shoot 'em up uh, you know Madden kind of games where it's just you know where that, I mean that's my uh, that's that that was my feel that was my feeling when I looked at it it's made by Rockstar so it's very it's got a lot of Grand Theft Auto elements to it yeah. but in in a lot of ways it couldn't be more opposite of Grand Theft Auto where and sometimes in GTA you're kind of um, almost you know, kind of like push towards doing reckless things in the in the game. Where in this game, you got to be careful to not be nearly as reckless. And it it really is more about like uh, studying crime scenes and uh, pressing witnesses and questioning suspects and things like that. And there are like there are chase scenes on foot. There are chase scenes in cars. There's shootouts and things like that. Um, which are like just as bloody and fun as they are in Grand Theft Auto. There's just not nearly as many of them because the story doesn't call for it as often. Um, but it's awesome. The design is fantastic. The uh, the way the characters look and talk is creepy at first. Oh god, isn't it? Uh, I, they, the, it's it's the, like that movie, A Scanner Darkly. Yeah, the right. way they did the mapping, the the way they did the mapping for the characters. Um, it looks like this weird combination of really fake and really real. And it's disturbing at first. You get used to it after a while, but it's highly disturbing. Um, but I, so far, I haven't finished the story yet, but so far it's, I've really enjoyed it. I'm going to do a, a write up for that, but uh, getting in the way of that, as I mentioned earlier, I started playing MLB 12 because uh, going for that million dollars. <laughs> no, I think that's for 2K. I think that's for 2K Sports. It's the million. Dollars. Oh, is that the other one? Which, oh, which is the better baseball franchise, 2K or? If uh, if you have an Xbox, you don't have a choice. If you have a <laughs> PS3, it's the show by a hundred million miles. It's there's All right, now. Now the question then remains: Is it easy to play? Um. Well, for the show, I would say. Uh, like Game Gamespot just gave it. Um, even though they said nothing negative about it, they said it. They said it was a steep learning curve because they're playing with the uh, the latest controls. One of the things they do is try to add new ways to play the game every year. And I think there's three different ways to play the game, and four if you include like using the move. I think the game you can fully use like the move this year or whatever, but that's bullshit. Uh, controller for me there's like three different ways of batting and pitching 
and there's an easy way of doing it, you know, which is essentially, you know, a meter for pitching where you just follow the meter and press it at the right time, um, that sort of thing. And then the hitting is also timing based, um, you know, but then there's pitching and hitting with the analog sticks. And then there's uh, I think they've introduced a, a newer way of doing it to give you like more control over your swing and your pitch and things like that. And that's I'm thinking where the steep learning curve is coming in. I honestly don't care for the new ways to play the game. I'm one of those guys who really likes um, when if you're, if you're playing a sim game like a, a baseball sim or football or hockey, the thing I think people want most is to make the game as real as possible to make you feel like you're really playing a real game. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's the stuff that, I mean, obviously a smart person will know that you will never come close to that, at least not for a very long time, but um, they keep making awesome changes every year to make it seem more realistic, you know, cutting the game together in real time, using real camera angles from the TV broadcast, uh, make it look like you're watching a real game instead of playing a game. My so mom, you, uh, you haven't even tried it for the movie yet. Like do you field and field and hit and pitch like everything with it or with that or what? Yeah, I run with the move. I don't even know how you would run. Um, my mom who is Polish, uh, walked in more than once. <clears throat> thought I was watching a real baseball game on my television. <laughs> uh, despite like all the, the meters and the, press x for fastball uh despite all that stuff was still somewhat convinced that i was watching uh, she was watching a real baseball game um but that is by far my my favorite uh, baseball game i've ever played and i've played crap since the the nintendo games uh which i used to play religiously as well but i've played almost everything baseball wise from nintendo baseball games onward I, I don't enjoy games that you have to know, like, rocket science to play. That's why I'm not a, like, <laughs> I, I got a lot of friends that love the UFC games. Mm-hmm. But all I can do in that game is punch mm-hmm. and kick. I can't, you know, I, I, I don't have oh, the right, right. to learn how to do all that. With a baseball game, I want to be able to press, like, X or square and down, and that's a fastball. And, you know, I, I, and right. I don't want to have to... With uh, with the with the uh, baseball, put it this way, if I wanted to play baseball like that, I'd right. go join a team. Right. You know, um, um, the show. I don't know what Two K has for their control scheme. Last I checked, it's still all based around the analog sticks, which I'm not a fan of. Um, you can you can get the hang of it after a while, but it's a pain in the butt. I just stick to the timing controls, where it's press X to throw the fastball. Um, use the joystick to you know aim sort of where you want to throw it towards the catcher, and then this, just this is the show, the one you're playing. Yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've had every single the the show first came out in '08, and I've had everything from '08 on. Um, and well, I well then I'm gonna this is the one I'm gonna have to get then. If, if yeah. you're giving it a how many how many geeky glasses would you give this game? I have not played it through all the way yet. But I'm, I don't know, I'm, it's well, not perfect. Let's do it this way. How, how many geeky glasses would you give last year's show? Like three and a half, probably. This year, I'd probably maybe do four. They made uh, a lot of improvements. Have you ever played 2K? I have played 2K's demos. But usually only to further convince myself to buy the show. Okay. <laughs> um, like, I desperately wanted 2K to be good this year because Justin Verlander is on the cover. And I just wanted to have an excuse to buy a game with one of my favorite players on the cover. And I played the demo, and 
after it was done, I was just like, look, I wouldn't forgive myself if I bought this game. 60 bucks is, you know, I like Justin Verlander, but not enough to spend 60 bucks on a game I'm never going to play. Um, right. So, yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, to me, to me, it's a no-brainer. They have levels of difficulty, and then they have... Uh, different ways to play the game, some of which are easier than others. Uh, it's it's just one of those things. It is a it is a really thorough game, though. Um, so if you're like me, likes to like hack at a lot of stuff, like every anything that comes close to the strike zone, you like to take swings at. Um, you, there is a somewhat of a learning curve even on the easier settings because the computer is not stupid and will start striking you out when it realizes that you'll swing at just about anything. Um, nice. so it's not a dumb game. It's a, it's a really Can you create, a, create a player on the show. Yes. Uh, I get to any powers then. And they also have, uh, they also not, not only do they have uh, a lot of replayability where you can do seasons and, um, also franchise and stuff where you can control all the ridiculous things about a baseball club. You can play those modes. And then there's, um, the, I guess the mode that I would say is, I guess, one of the things that are more popular from them is road to the show, which is where you take a dude that you do create and then you work your way up through the miners and stuff, um, nice. stuff like that. So it's like a career mode sort of, um, and you're given like objectives and you know, you can earn extra points to increase strength and bat speed and crap like that. Only baseball nerds really enjoy it, but it's a, it's an awesome game. And usually I find myself still playing it, by the time the next game comes out the next year, so uh, mm-hmm. they they have me hook line and sinker every year for sixty bucks. So yeah, I'm so, I'm with Anthony though. I'm I'm or with uh, Aaron. I'm still playing uh, Black Ops like crazy. Yeah. So I'm on PS3. If anybody wants to play, I think Hans I Gruber. think we all are. Hans Gruber seventy eight. Hans Gruber seventy eight. Just uh, if you're a listener and I don't know who you are, just send me a message. Aaron's on there is uh, you're on there is what ZMB Deadpool underscore Deadpool. Yep, so. ZMB underscore Deadpool. I'm on there, Anthony Epic. Hurrah! Yes, yeah, so, but not, if you send like, me a message and you're listening to this and you want to play, make sure you like identify yourself through the like. Just put a message, Cinema Geekly or something like that, because otherwise I'm just gonna deny you, <laughs> and uh, I won't play. So. There is yeah. a crap load of Blu-rays that are coming out. A bunch. Oh, wait. Well, sorry. Hang on. But before we get to that, I just want to ask, have you guys seen the, 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 the first fucking picture of the, from the Lone Ranger movie? Oh, I have. Yes, with uh, Army Hammer as Lone Ranger and Johnny Depp as Tonto, I believe. Now, it. is it just me or does Army Hammer really look like Jamie Kennedy and Johnny Depp just looks stupid as shit? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I like Johnny Depp, so I'll go see it. Johnny Depp totally looks like a zombie Indian. Yeah. Yes, he does. Super bad, yes. but it, you know, at least he's not Shia LaBeouf. So. Would you say Army Hammer reminded you of? I'm looking at the... looks like He looks like Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, he does kind of. Is it the stubble? It's it, the... I don't know what it is. It just it, From that angle, it's like, man, I, I, I really I, I had to do a double check. You know, I was like, man, there's no way that Jamie Kennedy with Johnny Depp. Sure, it'll be good. He's got like a million movies coming out. It's oh, like, yeah. uh, Johnny Depp and The Rock right now. I think each between them have 500 movies coming out. Yeah, because Johnny Depp's got that vampire flick coming out too. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Um, yeah, that's and literally, I wasn't kidding about The Rock. It seemed like last week he signed on for like four movies. Yeah, yeah, so he sure did. He's getting a lot of work. Yeah, and also uh, Bruce Boxleitner. He has. Uh, he's come right out just to confirm. That uh, they're going to start shooting the new uh, Tron movie in uh, 2014. I have no qualms with this. I enjoy yeah, no, it. Yeah, I did too. But uh, 
But somebody, uh, I, I guess whoever he was talking to was kind of worried for him. Like, you know, hey, maybe you shouldn't be talking about this. And his, his response pretty much was, you know, what, what are they going to do? I'm Tron. <laughs> and that's how well, he left. Real, I real thought quick, that I was the coolest to... shit I had ever heard. I'm I keep so... forgetting to bring this up in podcasts that I'm on, but there's a movie that has wrapped and is now screening at the, uh, I think, Venice Film Festival. It's making the film festival rounds now. Okay. Uh, it's called Killer Joe. Uh, it's got Matthew McConaughey in it as Killer Joe Cooper. I saw the play in Chicago several years ago and thought this movie def- or this play definitely needs to be made into a movie. If the movie is half as good as the play is, this is going to be one of those movies that's just going to creep up on everybody. Um, I left the play going, you know, just thinking to myself how just I couldn't get it out of my mind how good it was. Uh, it's a very simple play. Uh, it takes place in a trailer, like a trailer park, but just a trailer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it comes across on film. Um, if you haven't heard anything about it, I, I would recommend kind of searching out things about it because like i said if it's a, if it's as half as good as the play was it's it's going to be a really good movie to watch says uh here from wikipedia it concerns a tough but quiet killer who befriends a young man who in turn wants his mother murdered is kind of the, oh lovely the pro, the uh and it's uh matthew mcconaughey emil hirsch it looks like uh thomas hayden church are the names that I? Uh, That's a solid cast so far. I uh, I know yeah, well, Killer Joe Cooper is a detect. He's like the local sheriff who highlights as a contract killer. Um, oh, <laughs> I love it. It's really the the. It's really raunchy. Like uh, it's NC seventeen rated right now. That's just the last thing I heard of it is that they're they're uh, appealing the NC seventeen rating, which that was the one thing that I came out of the play thinking was if they do make that movie. It's gonna be NC seventeen all the way because it is uh, it's something else, man. It's uh, it, it, it's a good, a fantastic play, um, and the movie I'm hoping does it justice. Um, so let's run through the uh, the Blu-ray releases because, like I said, there's a billion of them. For March the 13th is when these guys come out. Young Adult is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, was that the one that got critical acclaim? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I thought I heard good things about that. The 1977 flick Wizards is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, Wallace and Gromit's World of Invention. The uh, the Three Musketeers. I remember shitting on that movie many months ago. Uh, <laughs> both uh, regular Blu-ray and 3D Blu-ray that's coming out in. Um, the 2011, I'm guessing this is a sci-fi film, Neverland, is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, My Week with Maryland. The uh, insanely boring Melancholia is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, we talked to Scorsese a lot earlier. Last Temptation of the Christ is coming out on Blu-ray. Criterion Collection. Uh, the first season of The Killing. Happy Feet 2 and in Blu-ray 3D. Uh, the Descendants is coming out on Blu-ray. Um, hey, because they're doing that new American Pie movie... American Pie, American Pie 2, and American Wedding all hitting Blu-ray. And uh, the big release is The Adventures of Tintin um, in Blu-ray and in uh, Blu-ray 3D as well. So it's all your Blu-ray releases. There's Wow. That's um, like 99% horror shit. <laughs> well, I like Tintin. Well, I know. I, I, the Tintin was the 1%. Joe likes, Joe likes American Pie. I did not hate all of the American Pie movies. Oh. You're not a fan, huh? Not really. That didn't speak to your high school experience? <laughs> no. Yeah, drinking a beer with cum and it doesn't really speak to yeah. mine either. It was pretty I, I didn't get to that until I was in college. Those kids were way ahead of the curve. 
Uh, let's see here. Opening today, March the uh, 9th. We have, um, um, I think these are the big releases anyway. Silent House. Yes. Uh, coming out. It's a uh, meeting so far to mixed reviews, but I don't think that, well, no, I guess there is a 72 reviews. So it's meeting to, Silent I guess. House was shot on a Canon Mark V D camera. One shot. One shot, which is impressive. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's really the only reason I want to see that movie is to see how it comes across and how it's pulled well, off. Well, in, in the original too, I think it was made in Argentina. I mean, it, it it was made just for like the townspeople where like the movie was filmed, and from there it just kind of blew up. And it, I think it came out maybe like in 2010. So of course, right away they got to shuffle it and get it back around. But I mean, yeah, I'm definitely like uh, the more I think about it, the more this is probably be what I end up, what I end up seeing tomorrow. I'm a fan for uniquely shot films. I I really like Buried too. The idea around that as well that the whole movie oh yeah within a box buried underground. Um, Eddie Murphy, man, a thousand words. <laughs> um, this is um, thirty reviews in zero percent. Oh. Dated jokes, it says. And then it says parentheses, A Thousand Words was shot in 2008. So this is a comedy where he makes uh, date-sensitive jokes from three or four years ago. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> this could be worth watching just for the train wreck of it all. I- I'm not seeing it. I'm not giving him money. But, I mean, I'll definitely check this bitch out when it hits you know, Netflix in about a week. Um, and they're also saying that Eddie Murphy's greatest comedic asset is his voice, and it is largely removed from this film. It dooms this painful mess from the start, is the, uh, the critical. Well, you got to look at it this way. This movie was wrapped in what, 09? 2008, it said it was. Uh, 2008, yeah. 2008, so he, maybe he was ahead of his, uh, he, maybe Eddie Murphy's <laughs> ahead of his time in the silent picture genre. Yeah. <laughs> This was the artist before there was the artist. Right, right. Forget Jean Desjardins. It's I bet you Eddie was sitting at home going, God damn it, I did this three years ago. <laughs> we got to get that movie out now to capitalize on all the buzz from the artist. <laughs> um, John Carter is the uh, the big one opening uh, today, a.k.a. John Carter from Mars. or uh, Is it of Mars or from Mars? I think it's of Mars. Or, well, not as far as Disney's concerned, so it's just John right. Carter. Yeah. Could, the rest of that could confuse people. <laughs> um, people are saying it looks terrific. So, uh, what are we thinking? We think Lorax holds on, or does John Carter deliver that uh, the geeky uh, culture back into the the number one spot? What, uh, did it did it pull like half a mil or something like that from the Midnight Show? I think so, something like that. Yeah. Ooh. I'm not sure on this one. It's clearly between John Carter and Lorax. Lorax made a lot of money. Yeah. Is, will it keep making that money, or is it going to have like a massive drop-off? Because with kids, it's hard to tell. With a movie like this, this feels like one of those movies that the parents take their kids to see it, and then that's it. Nobody goes to see this movie again after the first weekend. Right. But I could... Uh, I, I, I think John Carter takes it. I'm going to... I'm going to say John Carter, too. But not by much. No, I don't think it's going to be by a whole lot. I'm going to go with... uh... (laughs) Eddie Murphy's new movie. You should go with with Silent House. Right. No, I'm going to go with the Lorax. I'm going to go with the Lorax. Okay. I know Uh, better. I I believe it's going to be... 
uh, uh, about John Carter, but I'm going to say the Lorax just to... Uh... It was a couple of weeks ago that we seemed really certain there was... A, I can't remember what it was, but we seemed really certain there was going to be a movie that was going to do it, and I think it may have been right around New Year's, and that New Year's Eve movie, we completely forgot it was even coming out or something, and it took first place. No, no, it was Valentine's Day. Do you remember? It, it was that chick flick that destroyed everybody. Yeah, it was a Valentine's Day weekend. We forgot yeah. there was a chick flick coming out. We picked yep. something else, and that movie just swooped in, and we're like, we didn't even talk about this movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, we got our asses handed to us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember it vividly because uh, I had to leave the podcast early, and I, I, did my, I did my prediction, and I can't remember what I said, but it just got stomped. It was, it was really bad. Yeah, it was uh things did not work out. I think we were all v- really certain that um um I can't no, I can't remember what it was now either. Yeah, mine's blanking on it. Um that's a good way to end a podcast. <laughs> mine's well, blanking. Speaking speaking just one real quick shout out and this kind of has something to do with Anthony and myself. Titan Fighting Championships um uh, which you can see on HDNet every month live events. To, uh, Anthony and I Anthony and I both work for them. Um, I work out of the home base. Anthony freelances for the website, uh, puts their website together and all that good stuff. Um, they have three fighters, um, three veterans of Titan fighting will be making their appearances on the ultimate fighter tonight. James Krause, Drew Dauber and Dakota Cochran. So, Oh, I'll be damned. I know two of those guys by name. The other, yeah, the other pretty, guy I do not know by that. Pretty which, exciting. which one is the guy who does gay porn? That's Dakota Cochran. That's Dakota. Is it really? And I, I tell you what, man, uh, Whatever floats your boat, but that kid's a stud, man. He's uh, he's no joke. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm proud. Fucking actually, some dude actually came forward and said, "Yeah, you know what? This is what I am. Eat shit. Not good for him. Yeah, hope he does well." well. Shit. Did anybody want to stand up to him and say anything to his face? Right, right, right. <laughs> Maybe Brock Lesnar. He seems like a bit of a phobe. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Ooh, a little Brock? Bit. Nah. <laughs> Old cock chest himself. Dude, dude seems totally liberal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this, this podcast will probably hit after the show's over, so it'll be interesting. I, I'll, I'll have to give everybody an update next week. Um, no, on, Ultimate Fighter, it's sports, but it is television. On, on what sure. went down. and, and we, So, yes, that's awesome. I didn't know that, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's on, uh, what channel is that on? It's not on, they're not on. Spikes. Yeah, it starts on FX tonight, and I'm actually trying to find FX right now on my, oh, here it is, okay, the Ultimate Fighter Live. And it's actually the Ultimate Fighter, they're doing it live this year. Wow. Uh, which will be interesting to see how that comes across and how they're pulling that off. So live reality television, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think the li- I think the fights are live. Uh, yeah, the, the, the fights might be pre-tapes or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and then like all the you know horseshit that goes along with it. Or right, right. Okay. So. Awesome. Well, kudos to all those guys for making it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting. It's a, it's a pretty in the MMA community in Kansas City. It's a, it's a, uh, there's a very big buzz. Kansas City doesn't have a lot of sports that do well, so we're, we're all Royals aren't enough for you guys. We're all trying to pull for <laughs> we're all pulling for Kraus and uh, you know seeing half seeing it, seeing what happens with it. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, that was a Cinema Geekly podcast for this week. Once again, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com. We're also on iTunes on the social networks. Even though nobody uses Google Plus. We have more people who like us there than anywhere else. I'm not sure what that says about Cinema Geekly, but uh, what the hell? We love you, Google+. Plus. Forget the rest of you, especially Twitter. Especially <laughs> Twitter. Well, you know what? If you want to follow me on Twitter, I have, like, nobody following me, so it you makes me have, depressed. You may have um, more people following you than there is following Cinema Geekly on Twitter. Well, right? if anybody out there wants to follow me, it's at, at the... 
T-H-E, Joe Mack, M-A-C-K. Um, I talk about everything. I, I tweet about everything. So, uh-huh. yeah. And then but I have, six, find, I have uh, 67 followers, so I'm hoping to get over 100 by, you know, this time next century. And I believe you can follow Aaron on Twitter, at nope. John Cena. So. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena wrestler fan. right there. Jesus John Christ. Cena fan, 79, 78. Well, you better... <laughs> all joking aside, that's fucked up, guys. At Davey Richards fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. At Davey oh, Richards, not on steroids.com. <laughs> Hit me up there. Um, well, once again, that was Zen Weekly Podcast for this week. I'm Anthony Lewis. <laughs> I'm Joe McDonald. I'm Aaron DeLosa. We'll see you next week. Bye.